So on the first episode of the football show, I'll be speaking to all the four fans of the teams who have qualified for the championship playoffs. going to give a little verdict about what they thought of their season so far and um, what, what they're thinking about going into the playoffs um, form and everything like that. Just going to be discussing the, the teams about the se- um, what they think of the season and what the like feeling like going into the championship playoffs so um hope you enjoy this episode i'm joined with barnsley fan lewis robinson so thanks for joining the show lewis no worries at all thanks for having me on <laughs> really nice to have you on so start off with about with barnsley um it's obviously been a real really good season obviously with expected for obviously the past few seasons you've either been in league one or challenging for relegation, battling out, and obviously this season has just been a complete, complete shock to everyone. Really, um. So obviously from last season, you stayed up with about a couple of minutes left of the season with the last gas win against Brentford. So, what were your expectations coming into Barnsley's season this time out? Yeah, I think as you mentioned, it, it were we, we stayed up, um, very late in the season, so. Just, just being safe, you know, was 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 a success for me. Really, staying in this division again and uh, maybe progressing a little bit, finishing mid-table. But um, but yeah, I think uh, we've exceeded all expectations this season, uh, considering that probably most fans would have took mid-table or safety, definitely. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, expectations had been like. Well, obviously, at the start of the season before you brought in Valeria Ismail, it was like you might you were going to be in another relegation battle until Valeria Ismail uh, came in and obviously turned around the whole other fortunes of the whole season. So, with the uh, with the start of the season, I think you didn't win the first seven games of the season. Was that was that like right? We're gonna we're gonna either be in another relegation scrap or we're gonna go down. Yeah, it definitely wasn't an ideal start. Um, going into the season, there was a bit of optimism to to say, why can't we kick on and try and improve? You know, we we we've got a good squad. These players can obviously play, and we saw that towards the end of the the last season. So it was a little bit of a kick in the teeth to 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 go winless in seven once again. Um, but yeah, it was it was. I think people started to worry, but I think there was always a little bit of belief that we can we can play better than what we were. And I think that was proven by the performances that led us to stay up. So we, we, I think the fans always expected us to uh, to pick up. Yeah, but um, obviously it, would, it weren't expected there to be as um, as good as it was this time round. So um, until Valeri Ismail came in in um, October, you just what I was saying about um, with you were that hadn't won, and in his, his first. Three games, or his first, yeah, his first three games were just three draws in a row, and then his first win came with a, a three 0 win against QPR at home. So when he when the first win came, was it like we can go and maybe go on like a bit of a momentum run and go to mid table? Yeah, I think it's always the same. When a new manager comes in, you want him to start well. Um... And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, that new manager bounce that everyone talks about. We were hoping that we could be on the receiving end of that. Uh, you know, we, we could benefit from that. And um, yeah, we, we just wanted to pick up. I mean, we needed the points. 
in the league, regardless of what was happening managerially, because like you said, we, we hadn't won in the first seven, so we needed to pick up our form anyway. So it was a, it was nice to get that first win, and and it for it to be under our uh, new manager, it just sort of created a a good start for Ishmael at the club. Yeah, and then it was always like the 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 strikers or like the forward men scoring or creating the goals are like, which we're starting to improve under um the new manager with like like Corley Vaudreau and players like that. Um, and then obviously in January you brought in um Daryl Dyke from um Montreal Impacts in America and he obviously he's been he's been absolutely amazing for Barnsley um second half of the season. And um when he when you brought him in, did any Barnsley fan know much about him or was it just like like a brand new player to everyone? I think he was a brand new player for everyone. Um but obviously I, I mean I personally don't watch much um American football, uh, you know, MLS. Um, so it was a bit of an unknown entity. But these days, obviously, we've got the the social media and the internet to give us a better picture of what sort of player he is. And I think it was from Orlando. The Orlando fans were saying, you know, that he's a it was a very promising player, and that they were they didn't want they didn't want him to leave, but they were hoping that he progressed with us. And so we sort of knew that there was some potential. He'd uh, been compared to some big names, and he's got he comes from a a footballing family so we, we thought you know there's potential there but we we never knew what what he could do and we never I don't think anyone expected him to um, to do as well as he has done uh, this season yeah and obviously it's turned it down but it took it took quite a while for him to score his first goal after his debut until 24th of February at home against Stoke and he finally scored and obviously obviously till from then till the end of the season couldn't couldn't stop scoring so uh, when you were about about January time, it was about really started up part promising and mid table looked the aim. So did 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 any Barnsley fan expect to go on a, a the mad win and run like you ended up going on and getting into the playoffs? No, I don't think anyone can say that they expected that. Um, Ishmael Ishmael's target when he came in was always fifty points, which is obviously the magic number with regards to staying up many, uh, often. Uh, often, you know I mean? Uh, most of the time, it's 50 points. So we, we were hoping to get 50 points and that was a target that the manager set and um, and that's the target the players were aiming for. And when we hit 50 points in late January, I believe, or early February, it was sort of it was sort of a thing, well, well, why not? You know, why can't we go for it? We, like you said, we've been on a, such an amazing run of form, broke numerous records in the club's history. So let's just go for it. So... Um, no one expected it in January. I can't. I think people would be naive to say they expected to get playoffs in January. But once you start winning a few games and you're getting around that area at the right time of the season, then people start talking and rightly so. Yeah, and obviously, like with Barnsley this season, everyone loves like a really a really good underdog story. as well as Barnsley, who had, if had scored the second second least goals in the playoffs and conceded the most, but obviously that's probably evident from the start of the season that that had. But obviously picking up the form and um obviously getting in the playoffs and like and you're playing against an underdog in Swansea who are also another underdog who no one ever expected to get challenging for the playoffs and obviously they they your opponent um in the semi final. So what are your initial thoughts going into that game? Yeah, I think I think with Swansea it's difficult because I think although they may not have expected to do as well as they've done, I think they're still a very good side. You know, they've got Premier League heritage and 
they've got Premier League credentials and they've not they've just recently been in the Premier League, so they've got the infrastructure in place for the Premier League. So um I think we're definitely the a huge underdog in the whole playoffs. But I think in return, I don't think any, anybody wants to play us. You know, I think um, I think we're such a physical side to play against, and quite a just not a pleasant side to play against with regards to that we 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 incessantly press the ball and compete for everything. So it must be a nightmare for the opposition. But um, with regards to Swansea, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be an even matchup. I think Swansea will look to match us. I don't think they're going to play. They'll either try and play their own game and try and do that to the best of their ability or they'll try and match us and um, play it, play how we want to play. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. I think they've got the best defence, one or one of the best defences in the league. So, that I don't think, don't think they're going to be shipping goals. But, um, but yeah, I, th- I think it'll be a, a tight game. Yeah, and obviously the first leg is at home. So, uh, would you, would you, I'd say, would you start with play more defensively or go attacking because you wouldn't obviously want Swansea to get a, an away goal and that like that change the whole picture then. Yeah, I think the thing is with Barnsley is we've got such a clear identity in how we play. I don't think we can change how we play. I don't think we're going to change regardless of the situation. So I think we're just going to play how we play, play play that to the best of our ability. And how he plays is difficult for for a lot of for a lot of teams. He's been proven this season. You know, we've got good results against some very good teams. So. We're not going to change how we play, I don't think. Um, Valerian Ishmael hasn't done it all season, so I don't know why he would now. Um, we're, just, we're just going to play how we play. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the second leg, obviously, are um, at the Liberty. So, obviously, you're saying you don't wouldn't change the way Barnsley play. So, but if, say, for instance, Swansea had scored an away goal, would you have Barnsley have to go out and try and match, or even better, the away goal tally? Or even if they haven't scored an away goal, try and get an, a goal. Um, because you you want to you'd obviously want to try and get to the the final. Because obviously that and obviously a promotion for Barnsley. What would promotion mean for all Barnsley fans and for you and, and especially? Yeah, I think with regards to the away goal, I don't think there actually are any away goals in the championship in the playoffs. But I think it's one of them things where we we. We just we've just got to like you said we've just got to match them and we've got to better them at what we do. Um, you know we've we've just we've just got to play to the level we can. We know we can play at and the intensity we can play at and hopefully that's too much for Swansea to to deal with. But I mean promotion for Barnsley. I mean it, it'd be huge. You know we haven't been in the Premier League since 1998. It's a long time, and for a, for a town the size of Barnsley it would be huge. And I think especially after with the year we've all had um, in the country. Football's kept a lot of fans, you know. It's 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 been a huge re- re- relief to have football this year. So it just it just cap off what has been an incredible season for the club. The only the only disappointing thing is, I guess, that we haven't been able to see it in person. But the lucky few will be able to go to the playoff semi-finals and hopefully more to the final. But long way to go yet. But yeah, promotion will mean everything. Yeah, but obviously the playoffs are not going to be easy against Brentford and Bournemouth, who are coming into it as like probably the two favourites with two of the best forms in the most in the recent games. Um, so if obviously Brentford missed out last season, obviously because you knocked them out of that automatic spot with the last last day win. Um, and Bournemouth have just have just obviously just been relegated from the Premier League, so. Mm-hmm. How tough would will that be going up against them to provide you've got to the playoff final? 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough, going to be a tough game. Whoever we play, you know, it's um, they're there for a reason. Again, two teams that have got very good squads. Bournemouth, obviously relegated last season, so they've still got they've still kept up the core of their squad from the Premier League. Brentford been on the cusp for the last couple of seasons, very good squad, and they got the league's top scorer in Ivan Tony, record breaking season for him. So, yeah. but both both games are going to be tough. Whoever, who, if we if we do progress, and but. Some hope for Barnsley is that we've beaten them both this season. Brentford, we beat them at at, uh, at the at Brentford, you know, with a a two nil win. And Bournemouth, we beat three two at the Vitality. So we've, we've we've beaten both of them this season. But then again, they've be, they've beaten us. So I think if we were to progress and were to play one of those sides, it'd be um, it, it's it, it's going to be a tough game whoever we play but like I said we, we've we, we've shown we can beat either of those sides so I think it'll be a very close match yeah coming of, of the form table in the past say 15 games Brentford and Barnsley have got the best two records against all the teams in the playoffs um, Swansea are coming in with the the worst form with Barnsley coming in as the joint top like I just said um, does that give you a bit does that give you a bit more confidence Going into the the semi final and the final, that the form of Barnsley of late has, has been really good. Yeah, on on paper, the form doesn't look too bad, but I think the manager and the players have even admitted that the performance level hasn't been too good in the last two or three games. I think the last game of the season against Norwich was a was a very good performance, but then again, we're playing Norwich, who've got who've already been promoted and sealed the title, so they, they had little to play for, but still playing against very good players, so. Yeah, the performance against Norwich was better. It's encouraging, and if we can carry that form on into the playoffs, it'd be a, a big boost. But, um, but yeah, it's. I think it's um, momentum's a big thing in the playoffs, and it's good that we've been able to come in on the back of a good performance against Norwich, um, and hopefully we can carry that on in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show today to talk about Barnsley and all the best of luck in the playoffs. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, it's Louis, Louis Lowman from uh, Check Out his Instagram. I'll leave it in the description. So, I want to start off by saying thanks for joining the show, Louis. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Um, so, I want to start off by talking about uh, Bournemouth. Obviously, they finished 18th, were relegated from the Premier League last season, and obviously to the Championship. So, what were your expectations going into the season at the start? This is what we had expectations for Bournemouth. Yeah, so I, I feel like all other fan bases, they kind of thought, you know, we, we've lost a lot of good players like Wilson, Ake, you know. Well, we lost we lost 11 players in total last year. We, we only brought in two lone players. So, you know, it didn't look great, but I knew we still had a decent squad. It was just a lot of the decent squad was injured last year. So, you know, we got relegated. But, yeah, I, I thought... We, I, I thought we got a, we got a aim for, we got an aim for automatics, and then you know playoffs will have to do, I guess now. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, at the and obviously at the when obviously Eddie Howe obviously said he was going to leave um after the relegation, and you had Jason Tindall who was his assistant for ten years. So was that was there a bit of a worry there because of the inexperience that? have Jason Tindall had because he I don't think he'd ever managed or he hadn't managed at a top level before. Was there always that worry of inexperience for Bournemouth the season that you might have might not have had the se- um might not have had the se- the season that you had wanted because of the inexperience. Yeah. Yeah definitely. I mean 
I mean, apart apart from being assistant at Bournemouth, the only team he's managed is Weymouth. So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I had to back it because, you know, it's not my choice. But I would have hoped for someone with a bit more experience. You know, I, I was hoping for maybe someone like Nigel Pearson or Chris Hewton or someone like that, really. Yeah, um, and obviously at the start of the season, it looked like um, that Bournemouth might were aiming for automatic because she's had a quite a quite a strong start of the season and then um started to go a bit wrong and obviously sacked Jason Tindall because she's had mm. dropped out of a playoff spot and brought in um Jason, oh, who does she bring in? Jonathan Woodgate. Jonathan Woodgate and obviously his only experience in management was finishing seventeenth at Middlesbrough. So yeah. obviously you would have you might have possibly wished for maybe a better manager but and at the start, he didn't win, didn't go to plan really. So, what was what when he when he was first appointed as Bournemouth manager? What was what were your thoughts initially? What are you talking about, Tyndall or Woodgate? Sorry, uh, Woodgate. Woodgate. Um, well, with Tyndall, I was I was a lot more I was a lot more negative really. With Woodgate, I was like, it it may pay off because you know I was I was a bit annoyed at the fact that well he was he was made our head coach and then. You know the the board said, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna look for an ambitious appointment with loads of like um, big CVs, like uh, high level CVs." And then the people we were talking to, they who were linked were like Vieira and Henri, who were like, uh, you know, not really managerial high CVs, but like playing wise. So yeah, it was yeah. I mean, Woodgate. I, I knew he, I knew he always had good ideas, but I just feel like like at Middlesbrough it was a bit, you know, he he took too big of a responsibility, I think, and maybe he should have gone for a lower job and then worked his way up. But you know, he's I don't know, he's a smart guy, and I'm more confident about him than Tyndall. But yeah, you know, yeah, and obviously, more experience. Yeah, exactly. Because as you said before, Tyndall had only managed was it was it Weymouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, obviously Tin it. Woodgate had managed um, Middlesbrough, who obviously were both quite far away from each other in the football pyramid. And um, obviously, if it, it started, it's paid off with Woodgate because you've have, um, you've have got obviously got into the playoff spot. Um, with you've got gone on quite a really good yeah run of form towards the end of the season when um. Tindall was a, I mean, Tindall, Woodgate was appointed, and obviously you're in the playoffs against a very good Brentford team who um, just missed out on um, automatics promotion. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts going into the, the Brentford game? Oh, well, you know, it, it's a bit frustrating, Reese, um, really, because I, I, I thought, you know, I was expecting to play like Swansea, who are, I would personally say are the weakest out of the three. And. Okay. You know, it's just a bit disappointing when all we needed was a point out of our last two games against Wickham and Stoke, and then we don't get a single point. Really, you know, I would have hoped to play because out of, out of everyone in the top six, we've we've um we've had over the two legs. Brentford is the only team we've we would have lost on again if it was like a two-legged thing in the playoffs. If you if you get what I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, because Norwich we beat twice, Watford we beat and drew. You know, I know they're not in the playoffs, but we we on the whole we're quite good against the big teams. It's just the derbies and the Sheffield Wednesdays we've struggled against. So yeah, uh, Brentford, 
I feel like they've impressed me both times we played them, really. Yeah, I I don't know. I, 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 at the minute, a lot of the Bournemouth fan base is quite negative, which is weird because, you know, after the seven winning run, everyone was so confident. And then, you know, we lose three games, you know, after the Brentford game, I thought, you know, you're going to lose one eventually. After the Wiccan game, I thought, we've rested players, we've missed big chances, but, you know, we should be winning that game. And then the Stoke one was just embarrassing. So, yeah, um, I, I'm... Not confident, but I'd say I'm more confident than most people. At the end of the day, we've got a good team. So if we play our, if we turn up and play our football, we we'll be fine. But yeah, obviously Tony's the danger man. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and you were saying there that you'd lost to Brentford, who obviously we were saying before a very very good team. Yeah. Wickham, who were trying, was obviously trying to survive for the lives. Obviously, yeah. just went down on the final day, and Stoke who had nothing really to play for, had a really poor second half yeah. of the season in the Championship. Um, and Bournemouth, have, uh, obviously you're saying about the seven-game winning run, which had got you into that playoff, so a bit of a momentum, and then th- lose three games like that and against a very good Brentford team. Obviously, with good players with Bournemouth, like Dan, Dan Juma, um, players like, up front here, Dom Solanke, um, players like that can... If they want to, if they want to play, they can play. And obviously, Brentford have um have signed like the draw specialists in that league. Do draw quite a lot of games. Yeah. So, at the start, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Um, uh, what all I was gonna say is, yeah, one thing to add is that with Woodgate, I kind of feel like, you know, we under Tindall, I was like at the start we were winning games, but we weren't really playing that well, and it was just like although although most. Other fans will think, oh, you know, we're high up the table, but really we were we were drawing too many games like Brentford now. And yeah, we, we weren't really playing that well. And then obviously towards the end it, it showed. And then now I just feel with Woodgate, it with our group of players, it doesn't really take a a phenomenal manager to get them playing. You just need to boost their confidence really. And, you know, it showed on the seven game winning run. So yeah. Yeah, um, so obviously Bournemouth can turn up the heat when they want to. So it's a two a two like a game. It's the first games on the seventeenth of May, and then the twentieth of May is the second leg. Um, so I'm gonna ask for the your score predictions for the the two two legged games, and um, see what you think about them games then. Ooh. okay. So, I mean, I'm obviously gonna predict a win because it it wouldn't make sense to predict a loss. But oh, so the first leg, I will say, we will win. Is we're we're gonna concede goals. I will say, two one win in the home game, and then maybe a a two two draw away. Yeah, and which would mean would that Bournemouth would go to the final uh, against yeah. either Swansea or Barnsley. or Barnsley. Yeah. So see what happens there, and then. Hopefully, because I liked when Bournemouth were in the Premier League, they used to be a very good, really good team to watch. Hopefully, Bournemouth will be back soon. Mm. Um, so obviously, thank you for joining the show today to chat about the Bournemouth and everything, and good luck for Bournemouth in the future. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers. Enjoyed it. Hey, Cox. So, but first off, John, I want to say thanks for joining the show today. Yeah, no problem, Joseph. Uh, nice to have you on. So I want to start off with obviously Swansea in the season. Um, 
So last season, coming off the back of a finish in the playoffs, losing in the semi-finals to Brentford. So what were your expectations going into the season for Swansea? Well, I think every one of us thought that we'd finish up about mid-table this year because we've not spent any money. Um, we're just using youth players and, and a lot of loan sign-ins. So we've uh, gone far beyond our expectations. And last year, even making the plays last year, was no one could have imagined we would have done that. Yeah, and obviously last the last year getting into it on the final day because um, not Forest bottled it really in the final day. Um, and then this season it's been more of a more of a comfortable um, comfortable finish in the playoffs this season. But mid 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 into the season it looked like you might have actually gone um, and challenged for automatic promotion, but that started to slip away. So. Um, what does the obviously mid season with the manager you've got now, Steve Cooper? What are your thoughts on on him this season, Steve Cooper? He he's a he's a young manager. This is his first really managerial experience in the football league. He's uh, made us more solid. Um, we've been really good in defence. We he lacks a bit of attacking options. Um, sometimes the the football we play can be a bit. Uh, sideways <laughs> and we we have trouble in the last third of um, taking all the possession we've had and turning it into goals but he's made us more solid um, we just probably I think for most fans of Swansea City we would we, we've we've enjoyed uh, several years of quite flowing attacking football easy on the eye and I suppose he's got us to be a bit more solid and Less easy on the eye, as it were. So, but we want to try and find our old way of playing the Swansea way, we called it, of playing some nice, attractive football. But I suppose you can't fault him. He's done exceptionally well with limited budget. There's no investment in the club. And he, he to be fair, he's done fantastic for us, just getting us anywhere near the playoffs. Yeah, obviously fourth place as well. Like you were saying, the Swansea have actually struggled for goals this season, 50. 56 goals in the championship, but you've got Andre Ayew, who has been quite clinical this season, so who's probably fired yet into them playoff places. So, um, without without Andre Ayew, what, what would Swansea be with it? Like, obviously, you've got other attackers like Jamal Lowe and players like that, but Andre Ayew, would you class him as like the key man behind Swansea's scoring the goals and that? Yeah, well, that was. Proven in the last uh, a couple, few games ago, he was play started out against Wickham and we were all over them. And he went off injured with an hamstring injury, and then we just lost our way. And they scored two goals, and luckily with the last last uh, ten minutes, we scored two goals to make it two all. But then we played QPR then on the Tuesday, and he wasn't available again, and we were terrible. It, it, we just didn't have that creative player, if that makes sense, and. Um, yeah, without them, we we lose a bit of our our play really. And with a young side, I mean, we expect that Jamal Lowe playing up front. Um, he's not an out and out striker, but he's done exceptionally well in in the in this season. So you know, it would. But from the beginning of the season, we all knew that we we didn't purchase a good striker, an out and out striker. That's affected us really. If we had had a striker like uh, Ryan Brewster last year for Championship, he was fantastic. If we had had him this year, I think we probably would have finished 
first or second. Yeah, because he basically scored quite a lot of goals that got you into the playoff spot last season. Um, and then you're coming into the playoffs, uh, coming up against a, a really good Barnsley team who have been uh, in the second half of the season under their new manager, have been really, really on form. And Swansea's form's been second half of the season's not being not being the best, but um, so obviously coming in against uh, Barnsley, what are your thoughts on on them on them games? I think it'll be a good game. I think Barnsley have done exceptionally well. I think they're a bit like Swansea, where not none of the supporters expected them to achieve so much, but they have. I think it'll be a great game. And out of all the teams uh, that are in the playoffs, if we were to go up, which is a big if, uh, I would want Barnsley to go up. I like the way they play. They're young players. They're enthusiastic. And um, <laughs> we, we, we're a bit sarcastic sometimes. Every time you switch on uh, Sky Sports, whoever's playing, even if if it's not them. It, they always refer to Brentford or Bournemouth or, or, or Norwich, um, even if they're not playing. So it would be a nice touch to just get one back at Sky and say it's not all about Brentford and Bournemouth and Norwich. There is other teams in the league. And if we don't go up, I, I would want Barnsley to go up myself and good on them, really. Yeah, because Barnsley would, are usually renowned as like a team that close to the relegation zone and um, it's quite incredible what they've done this season um, with their new manager so with Swansea like you were saying it'd be quite a quite a big if if Swansea were able to go and win the playoffs obviously against Bournemouth and Brentford so it's like like the playoff format set out like two underdogs like with Swansea and Barnsley against two teams that you expect to go up which is um Bournemouth and Brentford. So um um if you'd end up do going to the final, which what team would you feel more confident about in um in going to the Premier League and out of uh, Brentford and Bournemouth? Uh, I, I I would be confident against any of them because this season Brentford we had two draws against them. We should have won away. Uh Bournemouth we played exceptionally well at the Liberty, but then in the second game down there, they beat us, but we were terrible that night. So I don't have worries about anyone. And in fact, when we played Norwich just two months ago, um, we totally played them off the park. So it's consistency with Swansea has let them down a little bit. But when we play the top, the top teams find it very difficult to beat us. Um, and I, I, I fancy us against any of those. Um, but if not us, like I say, Barnsley for me. Yeah, you've got to be confident in your team. And obviously, coming in to the playoffs, Swansea's form in the past 10 games has been it's been quite quite good. Um, it's been, I think it's the third or the fourth best um, in the league so far. So, it's not, been, it's not been the worst at all. So, coming into the playoffs, I'm, I'm quite a good momentum. Although the latest game, which was against Watford, uh, it, was, it was a 2-0 loss. But you couldn't really... Obviously, Watford have been incredible all season, so it's not the not the worst result. And then the first leg is against um Brentford. I mean, not Brentford, Barnsley at Oakwell on the seventeenth of May. So, what are your predictions for that game, the first game at Oakwell? Well, I think it'll be a tight affair. And when we played up there, to be fair, Barnsley played really well, but at the time, our defence was was you couldn't get through them. And we had two chances and we took them really well. 
Um, so I think it'll be a tight affair up there. And it depends really on how well we uh, play, how solid we are. If we're solid, then I don't think any team in the playoffs will want to play us. But just of late, we have let a few silly goals in. But I suppose you can't be um, good defensively all the season. Um, but our goalkeeper obviously won golden gloves as well for the division. So I, I think it'll be tight as long as we keep them out and keep uh, keep our shape. I think um, I think it'll be a tight one up there. Yeah, and then coming into the home home like Swansea's home form has been really like been probably the best one of the best in the league. Um, forty two points from twenty three home games this season, only sixteen conceded conceded, which is a really tight defence. And obviously, if you can defend well, then you should you should win win the game surely um so obviously going in with the liberty game obviously if you're coming in off the back of um like away goals like say if the game ended like 2-1 you've had a few away goals so would you would you if going into that with the away goals would you just try and defend and not let barnsley score any away goals to take that away and hopefully try and get to the final no, I Swansea are no good to defend. No, if we def- our best for our best way of playing with Swansea is if we go for the for the opposition. The the games we've lost uh, this season, we've sat back, so we might go one nil up, and then we sit back. Our best way is going forward because if you watch Swansea this season, when we go forward. Even the defenders come forward. We've got Conor Roberts on one side, and Jake Bidwell on the other side, and they're attacking. And but when then we lose the ball, we come back. You see everyone coming back together. So if we sat back and defended, we'd lose because um, we could. We wouldn't be able to hold out. Our best way is keeping the ball, attacking, and then if we lose the ball, getting right on them straight away. That's our best way of doing it. Um, and I've I've never liked um, parking the bus anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think any Swansea fan did. I don't think most most fans, well, apart from maybe Stoke and Burnley, about parking the bus. Ruthless. <laughs> so, um, so it's obviously been like you say about Swansea getting into the playoffs, and no one expected it being like a really successful season. So, best of luck. Uh, thanks for joining the show today, and best of luck to Swansea in the future. And. Obviously, love, I love Swansea in the Premier League, so I hope they'll be back soon. And thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks very much. And uh, up the bucks. Up the bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, so I am joined by John from uh, Sousa Brentford fan. So I'm going to start off by saying, John, thanks for joining the episode today. No worries. Um, So I'm going to start off with talking about Brentford. So obviously last season, the disappointment of... Um, Losing out in promotion, obviously, could have gone up automatically, uh, yeah. but lost the final two games, unfortunately, to um, Stoke and Barnsley. Um, and, and in the playoffs, you might, might have got a bit of optimism with beating Swansea, but unfortunately, we're beating 2 1 by Fulham in the playoff final. And there was some positive recruitment, despite it, uh, with the, the addition of Ivan Tony. Um, and then, but obviously, sold um, Syed Ben Rahman and Ollie Watkins, but so, what was your uh, expectations going into Brentford for this season? Yeah, I was really confident. Actually, I think you know we um, we we knew we were going to lose Ollie Watkins and Syed Ben Rama. 
I mean, it was inevitable that they'd, they'd go to the Premier League, whether it was with us or or not, which is probably the situation with Ivan Tony this season. But, yeah, I remember, you know, being interviewed um, at the beginning of last season saying I've never been more confident of a top two finish. Um, so I was really positive and I thought, you know, we'd learn from uh, last season's disappointment and on our hopes that, you know, we wouldn't have to go through all this again, basically. But um, here we are. Yeah, come the end of the season. And obviously, at the start of the season, um, you obviously Brentford got off to a bit of a slow start of the season. Um, I remember watching their game against Preston and you all tune it up and obviously ended up getting beat 4-2. So, was, yeah. there, was there that worry there with that slow start that maybe it, it weren't going to be your year again? No, I stayed. I stayed positive, to be honest. Through that, I mean, we, you know, some of the some of the performances. What was definitely missing this year, we weren't creating as many chances as we did last season, and um, and we were missing our captain and and sort of senior centre back uh, Pontus Janssen for a big chunk of the season, and so we were we were leaking some goals, you know, as well. And so, you know, but I I did remain confident that we'd we'd find enough sort of eight out of 10 performances throughout the season to get a top two finish. And that, you know, even with, you know, sort of 10, 12 games to go, I still believed that, you know, we would find those. But unfortunately, you know, we we just, uh, we had too many off days, really. And it, and we left it all too late, you know, and um, and here we are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's still been a good season. I think to finish third, three, two years in a row, you know, for a club of our size is still a, you know, it's a great achievement. So, you know, I'm not that disappointed. Yeah, and obviously, um, Brentford are known, like, the, obviously, it, it might be a good thing going into the playoffs that Brentford don't actually lose a lot of games, but they draw quite a lot of games. Obviously, we've seen a couple of years ago with Huddersfield when they were promoted, they did not, they didn't score or win any of their games. So, yeah. is, that, is that a bit of a positive sign that you don't actually use, lose a lot of games, but yeah, you don't. But you don't. You don't. Obviously, you draw quite a lot and win, but you don't lose quite a lot. Yeah, it's positive. I mean, you know, our, our, our recent run has been good. Our recent form, you know, I think we've won four on the bounce. Before that, we we drew a load of games in a row, which really ended our chances of automatic. And we were throwing away, you know, leads in that time. You know, we were two 0 up away at Derby, and then they just came at us in the second half, and we didn't know what to do and. Um, and what what's happened recently in the last sort of um, seven eight game, games is we've changed the formation to to three centre backs and we've dropped a defensive midfielder um, Christian Norgard into a centre back position as one of the central one of the three and that's kind of really shored us up again so we're not conceding those sloppy goals in quick succession like we were in that period when we were drawing all those games but we've got a good you know quite a long unbeaten run now so. Yeah, it it bodes well, but you know we it's Brentford, and you know our our record in the playoffs is awful. So you know anything can happen, really. Yeah, I remember a few couple a couple of playoff campaigns with Brentford. Obviously, the first season back in the Championship after promotion from League One, you got finished in fifth, which was probably like not not expected from anyone. And well, yeah, against uh, Middlesbrough, I believe the semi final. Yeah, out there, and I remember the. Uh, Playoff campaign in League One in 2012-13 where you just missed out like on like the final kick in Doncaster, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then lost to Yeovil in the semi-final. So 
Yeah. Is that is that a bit of a worry in signing that Brentford's playoff form isn't is good? I think yeah, I think there's uh, nobody's lost more playoffs than us. I don't think in the country we've 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 lost nine and we've had nine attempts. You know, and we our chairman originally not the current one, but you know at the time was one of the ones that introduced the playoffs, and and we've been the worst playoff team in in history <laughs> so um yeah i mean i've seen us lose at finals at wembley i've seen us lose in countless semi-finals um so yeah i mean it, it it always hurts you know when you when you get that close and then you know you can't quite get over the line and, and lots of those times we finished third as well so it wasn't you know i mean the, the middlesbrough one like you said we nobody expected us we were we were like everyone's backing us to go straight back down and we even thought coming up to the championship that year that a result would be to finish, you know, one place above the relegation zone. But, you know, so that was an incredible achievement. So really, you know, losing against Middlesbrough, you know, that was kind of, um, it was much more palatable, you know what I mean? But last year, wow, that really hurt, you know. Um, I've all, my, you know, for me, our rivals have always been Fulham. And, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed beating Fulham and, and getting one over on them. And to, to lose that, you know, in that manner was just awful. I mean, it was just, yeah. So, yeah, my expectations are I'm trying to keep them low this year because, um, you know, that's the key to avoiding too much pain, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're saying, oh, Fulham, Fulham there, Fulham are like, obviously, the West, like it's the West London derby, like QPR, yeah. Fulham and Chelsea, like, yeah, probably making classes between rivals, and obviously to lose to a rival, it, 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 it's it's like like a punch in the stomach, really. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I was inconsolable. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose the saving grace was, you know, because of coronavirus, we weren't there, you know, to you know to see them celebrating on at Wembley, but um, you know, yeah, it, it hurt nonetheless. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, we can break that that voodoo this year but um i'm not that you know i think you know that the form's good you know i think we're the best side in the playoffs etc but you know going on 40 plus years 45 years of disappointment i'm not i'm not expecting us to kind of cruise it by any means <laughs> yeah and especially coming up against a, a bournemouth side who obviously they slipped up like three defeats in a row coming up into the semi-finals but i've really like They've been on a great run of form since Jonathan Woodgate uh, being installed into Bournemouth. And yeah. We brought them back because it looked like at one point Bournemouth were going to finish mid-table, but yeah. brought them back into that playoff pitcher. So what, what are your thoughts going into the first match, which I believe is happening? Well, we've we've done the double over them um, this year. I think two of our best performances have come against Bournemouth. Like the, the home game was a, just a cracking game of football. Both sides, you know, really going at each other. And, you know, it was a great game. And we we came out on top, probably, you know, we deserved to come out on top. And then the, the away game more recently sort of ended their their running streak. Um, and we we played nearly all of the second half with 10 men and we still dominated and, and created all the chances. So, you know, it, that it, it does give you confidence because you think, you know, psychologically... Their, their players are probably thinking, oh, God, we didn't want to get them. But, you know, we also know they're a very good side. They've got a lot of talent in that side. And, you know, if they hit a, you know, a nine out of 10 performance, then it's going to be very difficult. Um, and, you know, the other factor is that I think there is 
like for us, there's a bit of a block when when we kind of got the finish line in sight. You know, we we went top against Reading. Um, in we we won away at Reading, who were in the top sort of three at the time, and I think this was January or February. And you know, we went top. And then we went on an awful run. It was like suddenly there was an expectation and, and we just, we lost it completely. And, I, you know, and it, that's what worries me is that, we'll you know, we've, we're on a good run of form at the moment. But, you know, coming into this, suddenly the bottle might go and then suddenly we get a five out of ten performance and, you know, end up coming away from Bournemouth 2-0 down or something and giving ourselves too much to do. So I don't know, you know, it's, anything can happen, as you know, like with the playoffs, really. Yeah, the playoffs is a different ball game, really. And obviously, if, if the first leg away, it'd be key to get get some away goals to go yeah. go back to back home and, like, try and sit on it and try and not concede any more goals. Would yeah. it, like, if you, say if you had away goals, would you, would you, um, like, play a kind of more defensive try to knock let Bournemouth score or would you just play the system that you play in general anyway? Yeah, we play the system and I think, you know, it, it, I think our style is our style. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's probably been a you know part of our kind of shortcoming this year is that, you know, an inability to change a style when things aren't going well. Like against Barnsley, which was the start of our kind of um, losing streak, um, you know, they just pressed us so high. They just all over you like a rash and, and we couldn't deal with that. And we didn't change the system. We didn't try and do anything different. We ended up losing 2-0. So I, I, I think, you know, the system is is probably the system. And I think, you know, we're a, we're a very quick passing and good counter-attacking team. You know what I mean? And and we can also dominate as well. But, you know, I can't, I can't see us changing that too much. I think, you know, we like to get on the ball. We like to try and create chances. Um, yeah, I'd rather us do that and than try and sit on any lead we get. I'd I'd like to you know see us kill off games really, and I think we you know we we still create enough chances to do that, but often we don't take them, um, and that you know that's a problem. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like the playoff, how the playoff, like the 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 table set up. It's like the two. Two favourites going into the, the final and against the two underdogs in Swansea mm. and Barnsley. So obviously, obviously they're coming in with the worst form out of the past few games, and Brentford mm. the form coming in with with the best. So does that? Obviously, you're saying Brentford have not been have not been the best team at all in the playoffs, but does that give you a bit more of like optimism go going into it that the two underdogs and obviously they're not are not. A pat really got a squad like Brentford or Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean it's a weird one. You know, we're not used to being, you know, favourites. We're not used to being, you know, we're used to we call ourselves Tim Pot Brentford. Do you know what I mean? And you know, we're just a bus stop in Hounslow and all this stuff because you know we're used to being the small club. You know, we're we're in the shadow of Chelsea and you know, in some respects, QPR with you know have had a bit of history and Fulham. You know, have, have obviously done better than us in recent years. Although traditionally they, you know, they were useless when you know when I was growing up but you know it's kind of um so I suppose you know we we do relish a bit in that underdog kind of um um identity and I think you know it's a, so it's a weird position because we you know on form points goals scored you know everything we're we're the best side in the playoffs and Bournemouth were 
probably argue that you know they're they're close seconds. So it, it's a weird one. I I would fancy this against Swansea. I don't I don't rate Swansea at all, um, and I and I would you know I'm not keen on playing Barnsley because just the way that they they stop you from from playing really. They they're all over you, and and it's very difficult to to put three or four passes together when you play Barnsley. So. Yeah, you know, there's so many factors, but um, yeah, we probably are favourites, and you know, and that's a better. I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather be in a good on a run of good form, and and the players are confident. That's the most important thing. The players must be confident. You know, Ivan Tony's got his 31. He's got the records. You know, he must be feeling on top of the world. Our other striker, Marcus Forster, started knocking in a couple again because he had a long patch without any goals. You know, other other players have been contributing, and we've not been conceding. So that's got to bode well. Do you know what I mean? They've got to be going yeah. into this with a lot of belief. And if they don't, then there's something really wrong with the mentality of the squad. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, and obviously, uh, Brentford last time they were in the top flight was just before or just after World War Two. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Got along 70, 70, 80 years since the last time. Brentford yeah. were in the top flight. So what would that mean as a Brentford fan and to all Brentford fans to right. get promoted? It'd be incredible. You know, we get yeah, I I you know, I I grew up watching us in division three and four as it was then, you know, before the Premier League. You know, we we sort of yo yo between three division three and division four, you know, we're going to Stockport away and you know, Crawley away and all this, you know, uh, all the shot, you know, that, those were the, you know, the the games that we had week in, week out, and it, there wasn't many big games, you know, every now and then we'd get, you know, we'd get, um, I remember we had Liverpool in the, in the FA Cup, you know, and that was a massive occasion, you know what I mean? It was like the whole of, you know, West London was out for that, and it was just, you know, so to, to be playing teams like that, you know, week in, week, in, week out would be incredible, you know, it'd be a dream come true, and, you know, if we, if we miss out, which, you know, there's a chance, a good chance then, you know, just being back in a stadium in the championship, playing against the likes of, you know, West Brom and Fulham. And, you know, that's so, there's nothing wrong with that for us, really. And I think one day, you know, we'll get to the Premier League, but, you know, hopefully it's this year. And when we do, it'll be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, um, Play obviously you saying there playing Stockport and Crawley later going to away to Walter Trafford and Stamford mm. Bridge would just be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. yeah um, we'll have we'll have a whale of a time. Even you know, even if we um we lose, you know, ninety percent of the games, we'll have an incredible time supporting the team and going to those stadiums. You know what I mean? It'll be it'll be amazing and hosting them as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um obviously um I'd love, I'd at least love to see a new team in the Premier League. Cause I'm used to like the Bournemouth and Swansea's. Like mm. I've seen them before, so I'd love to see a new team in the Premier League. So, thanks for coming on the show today, John, and best of luck to Bournemouth in the playoffs. You're very welcome. Yeah, to to Bournemouth or to us. <laughs> <laughs> to Brentford. Yeah, nice one. All right. Thank you. Take care.